Hello, dear listener, and welcome to My Favorite Cantrip. Thanks for joining us tonight. We've got a great episode for you. I think you're really going to enjoy the story of Tasya, otherwise known as Twinkle, and how a cleric is born. But first, I just wanted to give you a little heads up on a couple of things coming down the pike on the old podcast. We've got a Roll It and Play It coming out next week. I know it's one of my favorite things to do. What about you, Reagan? And we hope that you really enjoy Roll It and Play It, too. The week after that, we're going to be rolling out a new character, Princess Seventh Mandala, as played by our own Reagan. That's going to be a lot of fun. Coming up on June 1st, we're going to have an extra special bonus episode, kind of give you guys a little bit of what's happening over on our Patreon. We have several tiers on Patreon. The Can Trippers, the Can Troop, the Cantrip of the Month Club, and the League of Cockabee Hawkus Porcus. Among all of these wonderful delights, we release several bits of bonus content every month, and you're going to get to hear one of our short arc episodes from our noir campaign. If you like what you hear, you're going to have to join Patreon to get the second bit. You can find that at patreon.com, my favorite cantrip. Coming up after that special bonus issue in June, we're going to have the return of Quarian. We're going to get to hear the final bit of what happens to him out on the mudflats with the clacky clack, clawy claws. And then Yitrian will be back as well, and we're going to get part two of that story mixed in with all kinds of roll it and play it's and all kinds of great stuff. We've got more t-shirts coming out. You can find our weird mimosa t-shirts right now on our website. We've got a live stream event coming up on Discord on June 25th. Make sure to get over to Patreon and get a Discord handle so you can join us for that live event. And we even have a Weekend in the Woods immersion event planned this fall. Keep an ear out for more about that, dear listener. You can join us in the woods. Wait. Well, you know what I mean. Dear listener... I think it's time we move on to our episode. We do hope you enjoy this tonight. Join us on Patreon, Twitter, myfavoritecantrip.com, and anywhere else fine podcast social media can be found. This is a weird mimosa. check failed and you're all alone there's only one action to take well maybe two it's a bonus action when the goblins are all around your rogue is dead and the cleric is down it's time to bust out and cast my favorite cantrip my favorite cantrip the one that makes you slow down my favorite cantrip go zip bit bang fizzle and boom my favorite cantrip shoot sparks and colored lights my favorite cantrip makes dope sounds in a room your sidekick has run far away 
Your familiar's been sent back wild to the fae. There's only one course to take. Make colored sparks and a hasty retreat. Toll the bell and run like hell. And pray to all the gods for my favorite cantrip. Hey, Lance. Hey, Reagan. How are you? I'm just delightful. It's a sunshiny day you're outside. You're delightful or you're delighted? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you are delightful. I am delightful. I don't know if you're delighted. But I'm also delightful. delighted. I'm all those things. <laughs> it's a sunshiny day outside. It is. And here we are inside playing D&D. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as it should be. I can see the outside. That's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> well, it is relatively cold still. Yeah. 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 We will uh, We'll go outside later. We will. Lance. Reagan. How would you like to play some D&D today? I would love to play D&D today. <laughs> if only. If only. Yeah. If only there were some way. I mean, there's yard work. There's work to do in the kitchen. There's stuff to do around the house. Who am I kidding? It's a pandemic. Nobody's doing shit. Let's play D and D. Let's play D and D. I think we should roll out a new character today. I well, think I've I'm got gonna... this one rolled up. You said I should roll up another one. You have one with you. I do. Who's that? Her name's Tasia. Tasia. Yeah. Well, what a lovely name. It is a pretty name. Though, frankly, those who know her and have known her for any time, just call her Twinkle. Twinkle. Yeah. Um, Like the stars, she shines brightly and brings joy. It strikes me that perhaps Tasia is not a half-orc. Tasia is not a half-orc. Could you please describe Twinkle for us? I can. Twinkle is a satyr. Um, she's got uh, uh, lovely brown-furred legs. Uh, her eyes are yellowish-brown. She's about 30, give or take. Um, medium height, uh, medium weight. Just nice smile lines in the corners of her mouth. Little crinkles around her eyes. She's tan and freckled from being outside all the time. Her hair's a little reddish. And she uh, likes to do little skips and dances often. Mm, mm-hmm, I mean, after mm-hmm. all. Nothing wards off bad luck like a jolly dance. Absolutely. I find. Should we find out what goes on in Twinkle's world? Let's do. Excellent. Twinkle. Goddess? You know this is a dream. Just as confidently as you know you are being watched. Even as you stand seemingly alone on a vast and featureless plain. An obstacle course appears, as is the way of dreams. You're off. First. Am I running? You're running. Am I jumping? You're jumping. I love jumping. Do you do a little dance? Kind of, but I'm jumping. I do a little jumpy dance. Ah. More more like hops and skips. Could you describe that for me? I do a little jumpy dance. More like hops and skips. (laughs) And there's an occasional pirouette twirl mm, in the middle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I have to be fast, too, because it's a race. It is a race. And I'm running. It is, in fact, a race. And in front of you, <gasps> you can see the bottomless chasm. It's 12 feet wide. Will You're going to have to take a running leap. Can I make it? Can I do a pirouette halfway across? Life is nothing without risk. After all, yes. <laughs> 
I'm gonna try. <gasps> and please roll your jump check. My strength isn't great, but I, I do. I love running and I love jumping. And I think I might take a mirthful leap. <gasps> I think you should. I hope this works. Otherwise, I'm going to die at the bottom of this chasm. That's a three. A nine plus three? Is twelve. That gets you twelve feet across! Just! Oh, and and my hooves scrabble on the edge of the chasm. Oh, 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 this is my favorite place to be. Possibility. Am I going to fall? Am I not going to fall? Crufix. Thank you. Oh, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> And as you land on what has now become loose scree, your feet slide out from under you. Oh. Please roll a dexterity check. Oh, my goodness. Go ahead and do an acrobatics check. Okay, cool. That seems like more fun. Uh, 18. Fantastic. So you land on loose scree, but you are able to catch yourself. Describe what that looks like, please. Well, my hooves start going out from under me a little bit. And, and again, I, I reach out to Crufix and, again, liminality, possibility... Am I going to fall? Am I going to stay upright? And I, I managed to catch myself a little bit. I, I just reached down a little bit with my left hand and, and kind of, as I'm about to fall over and push myself up and do a little bit of a kind of twist in the air and land on my feet. Right on, kind of my like a, a fame move. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Almost like the three-point the three point superhero Ooh, thing, yeah. but without actually like landing. Yeah. So three-point superhero thing, almost, but with a dance move. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. And I pull my leg warmers up. You are able... <laughs> you are wearing leg warmers. Probably. They're your legs. I am now. It's true. <laughs> well, are, I don't wear pants. They're your hairy, hairy legs. That's right. So you are able to maintain your balance, and you, you when you do that little dance move, you're able to kind of slide down that scree just yeah. a little bit. On my hooves, and one, one out a little bit. Maintaining yeah. your footing. Excellent. And in front of you, the, the, the plane flattens out, and three hurdles appear. Low stone walls, each about two feet high. Roll an athletics check. This is an amazing dream. I, I, I like to sing songs and dance. I wasn't aware I was doing track and field, but <laughs> I've got to run and jump the hurdles. Uh, 17. I rolled an 18, but I have a minus one to athletics. Wow. So I hope there's not a whole lot of these. <laughs> there are three. So you clear the first one easily. Being an entertainer cleric, athletics is not really what I really enjoy. I love to dance. You could sing a little Maybe... while you do this. Oh, I don't sing. I dance. Maybe I could make this a dance, though. I think you should. Okay. Okay, so here's what I'm going to have you do. You clear the first one easily. I, I do, however, uh, recite uh, the story of one of the heroes of my people who was known for their jumping ability. In fact, they jumped over the giant who was molesting the village. Oh, very nice. Yes, very I'm nice. I'm hoping it brings me strength and luck. You know, sometimes all it takes to overcome a large obstacle is getting to the other side. It's true. Can I make a performance check to see if it gives me advantage on this athletics check? Sure. Nope. Excellent. That's a two. <laughs> you, Which is an eight. You forget half of the story. I haven't recited that in so long. Oh my God, I have to jump. <laughs> and go ahead and do your second athletics check. Eleven. Uh, oddly, that 
gets it. You are able to get over the second hurdle. And the third one... I climb one... it a little bit rather than jump it. But... <laughs> Why am I wearing my heavy armor while I dream? <laughs> and you reach the third hurdle. Make a leap. Uh... What'd you get? That's a natural one. Oh! Which means I got a zero. <laughs> So you go uh, oh. and just take it full on the just, chest. It's I, only two feet tall, so it really only hits you from the waist down. Frankly, but... I know I'm not going to make it, so I lower my head and where my horns are, and I just ram it. <laughs> okay, can you please roll an attack roll on <laughs> yes, the wall? <laughs> That's another nat one. <laughs> um, go ahead and that roll. That die is now in dice jail. <laughs> go ahead and roll a d4. And you were rolling so well for me too. That's a one. You take at least the one day. You take one point of bludgeoning damage Ow. from the wall. Oh, um, that hurt. Back it I up. I have all this bone in my skull. Why did that hurt so badly? Back it up and have another go at that last hurdle. It seems a little more intimidating to you this time than it's fourteen. Did and you are able to get over. It isn't beautiful, but you're able to. You're able to clear it. I and cleared one with an 11, but a 14 is not beautiful. But I said, okay, cool. Well, you had to kind of... I did. I did. Over. I had to back up. And, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I kind of lean over, uh, put my hands on my knees. and. and I shouldn't have had that extra beer and omelet at the tavern. Where <laughs> am I? As you look around, you discover that you have run straight into a fog bank. Roll a perception check. Well, that's a six. A six. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you are in a fog bank, and you sense... Hello? Hello, is anyone here? From slightly far... Who set those hurdles? So from slightly far away, you hear a bump, 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 bump of a drum is it beat. a drum? And you, you feel... Oh, I go towards it. Excellent. Um, go ahead and roll... An insight check. Oh, nice. You get to stay. 25. Oh, fantastic. You are able, after you kind of stop trying to listen to your senses and you let your your gut be your guide, you follow the dream my hips logic. I start moving a little bit. I start moving my arms in time. And yeah, I just... I just let it go. And you find yourself coming out of the fog. And you are next to a cozy little fire in a cozy little cave with a cozy old satyr holding a nice little drum. Hello, Elder. He nods to you. Do I recognize the song? Like, is it a specific rhythm or beat? that is common uh, among fire gatherings of my people? I would say yes it is because the satyr gestures to your hand where you find your tambourine <gasps> and you can tell that he's inviting you to play along. Without even thinking about the fact that all of a sudden my, my tambourine's in my hand, I do. I start um, playing along and as I do, I also begin dancing around him and around fire excellent do you sing as well no 
I'm a, I'm a storyteller and a dancer, but no, I, I, I don't really sing. Okay, so while you play, go ahead and roll a performance check with advantage. 18. Oh, fantastic. He smiles upon you and lays his hand on, on your tambourine, pats your cheek, and gestures outside the cave. Elder, your, your smile gratifies me. Thank you. I wish we had more time. But I must go outside the cave. Stepping outside the cave, you find yourself in a fighting ring, squaring off. Although there is no audience, you again have the overwhelming I'm no sense to a fight. of being watched. The first of your... I look around, looking to see where... Am I still in fog? Is there a vista? Is it just focused on the ring? There is just a fighting ring. Okay. That is all you can see. And across the ring from you, again, dream logic. So you're, you're prepared for a okay. fight in your dream. And uh, the first thing that you must fight appears. It is an oversized scorpion with a flaming corona around its head. It is a sun scorpion. Sun scorpion. Oh, no. What are you doing in my dream? Please roll initiative. Am I aware it's a dream? Yes. Okay. Is it too late, or can I use my vigilant blessing and give myself advantage on my initiative roll? You can use your vigilant blessing. Yes. Excellent. This is a this is a fighting ring. It's not a battle. Well, normally I would have done it when I wake up, right? Sure. Well, you... Because it lasts until you make an initiative roll. Okay. So. Uh, okay, so that'll be an 18 on my initiative. Excellent. All right. That means that you get to go first because this scorpion rolled incredibly poorly on initiative. So you get to take... I am appreciative of the sun, but the sun drives away the shadows. The sun doesn't allow shades of gray anymore. You must get out of my dream. How far away am I from this sun scorpion? The ring is a typical fighting ring. So the ring is 20 by 20. So each of you are in your corners. Okay. So I'm about 20 feet away. Correct. Okay. Then I'm going to... I'm not messing around. I don't know why there's a, a sun scorpion in my dream. This dreams are about twilight. They're about liminal spaces. Why, why is sunlight being shown on my dream? It, it's got to go away. So rather than run up to it, I am just going to go ahead and toll the dead. Uh, so I point at one creature I can see within range and the sound of a dolorous bell fills the air for a moment. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Not super wise. Ten. It fails. Excellent. So it's going to take 1d8 necrotic damage from me. That's seven. <laughs> Describe what happens when this necrotic damage hits this glowing scorpion. I call down the power of shadow and um, the ability of shadows to drive away light and um, touching my, my focus, my holy symbol. Um, what is your focus? I make the sound of this this bell happen and it just kind of crumbles and like shrivels and dies and, and blows off onto the shadowy winds. 
and you hear a the sound of a bell ding and in addition to my dolorous bell is that correct almost in response hello have i pleased you floating in front of you now you see a four winged helmet it has taken the place of the scorpion? Do I do I recognize it? Is it like a symbol of something that I would recognize? A four-winged helmet? It feels familiar to you, but you would not know this as a named okay. thing. Go ahead and roll initiative again. Seven. This time the helmet gets first shot. I'm in a bit of awe. This is... I'm used to some freaky dreams, but this feels almost prophetic. A little too focused on the dream, so I'm not as quick on the uptake as I might have been. Absolutely. The helmet somehow also appears to be a sword. It's odd. Again, dream logic. Mm, right. And it attacks you as if with a sword. Oh. Does a 12 hit? No. Uh, oh. It slashes, oh. and you feel the of its wings as it goes by Sweet. and takes its stance and almost seems to call you to your turn. It takes its stance how far away? Uh, it moves 10 feet away from you. I'm going to toll the dead again. <laughs> okay. Have it make a wisdom saving throw. Excellent. I thought you were a friend. I thought maybe you were... Six. It fails. <laughs> That is seven points of necrotic damage again. Wow, you've got a theme going. This time, it seems to cock its head, and it comes at you again. And again, the, the sound of a reverberative, dolorous bell rings on it. And I liked your bell. Do you like mine as well? It comes at you. And 18. Um, that is my armor class with my shield. So it's going to hit you. Yeah slashes oh. ferociously at you for five points of damage. Oh my. I don't like you at all. So far this dream has been a challenge, but what are you? What do you represent? Why are you attacking me? It's wings. Speak to me. Around. I am going to bonus action healing word myself so that I don't frigging die. Excellent. Because I'm at less than half hit points now. That's a four. Plus four is eight. I'm back in full health. Did it fly back away from me? Yes. It, it will take a stance ten feet away from you So each I'm time. not getting opportunity attacks when it's flying out of my space? No, it just kind of swings and, and swoops it's back around. Fly by. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and use my cantrip again and toll the dead. It seems to be working very well. So I will, I'll put my hand on my <laughs> amulet again, and I will throw out my hand to make the bell ring. It got a, a one. It has a negative three to wisdom. Oh so that would be a negative two. Okay. <laughs> I think it failed. It definitely, <laughs> it failed so hard. That's only going to be two points of necrotic damage this time, though. The dolorous bell created a clapper mm. inside the helmet, <laughs> which just went dong, 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 back dong. and forth. Am I seeing this thing kind of shaking back <laughs> yes. and forth like cartoon-like vibrations? <laughs> yes. Nice. How many points? Wing skew. <laughs> it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> How many points of damage? Only two this time. Only two. It comes at you again. Same swish and swoop. I wish I understood you. <laughs> so that is a 10, which I do not think hits you. That will not hit. 
it is definitely, it seems a little askew, and there's a dent in the helmet now. <laughs> nice. My and turn? Your turn. I'm going to try and put this to rest. I'm going to step forward and pull out my rapier. Ooh. And attack it. Poke that helmet. Mm, is a 16 going to hit? It is not. Mm. It is a helmet. Swoosh. Hold still. <laughs> it flutters and almost seems to be mocking you I feel slightly. like you're invading. Why are you in my head? What is happening? Crewfix. Why am I having this dream? It does a, a, an 18 hits you. Yes. It hits you once again. Oh! Eight points of damage! Ouch! Does it add anything to that, or is it just eight points of damage? It's plus one, so nine points of damage. Okay. I am pretty fucked up. Um, so I'm going to cast Healing Word again. And that's the end of my spell slots. So I hope it doesn't do that again, or I'm going to die in my very first adventure. <laughs> so there's my D4. That's two. Plus four is six. Okay. And I'm going to attack it with my uh, sword. Okay. And I need to just toll the fucking bell is what I need to do. 13, so I assume that misses. That misses. Uh, nat 2. It does not hit you this time. <laughs> okay. Then I'm going to toll the bell on it again. So that clapper in that helmet. Up. Exactly. Particularly um, now that I know it, that it has a minus 3. 12. That's going to fail. Apparently like I can't mean hit you. That's an eight. Tell me how you finish off this helmet. I concentrate with all my might, and I put my hand on my amulet, and I throw out, I kind of throw out my other hand, and concentrate hard on the sound of this bell, and it just shatters. The, the dolorous bell in the helmet just makes it split into weird little dream pieces, and I actually, with my willpower, because it's a wisdom save, force it in to each little piece get little wings and, and fly off out of my dream <laughs> and, and good riddance when you stop oh, looking at all the little butterflies goodness. flying away now why would the elder have sent me out here to fight there is one more foe in front of you in the ring oh my gosh. and this one is very odd it is a fountain that looks like a clay urn spouting water in spite of the fact that it is merely a fountain, you are still in the ring, so it is obviously your adversary. Roll for initiative. It's obviously my adversary? Mm -hmm. A fountain of water? Yes. Now one, so that's a four. <laughs> wow. The fountain attempts to soothe you. Please roll a wisdom save. Telepathically attempting to soothe you. 17. You are able to save. Um, so, so I don't get soothed? You do not get soothed. <laughs> you, I'm you, still full of anxiety at all this weird shit happening in my dream. It's like when your friend is like, look, just right. calm down, just right. calm down, and it just makes you angrier. Who are you? Where do you come from? My crucifix, how did you get into my dreams? It is now your turn. 
Can okay. I make an insight check yes. on, on the, like the nature of this? Is there a cork? Can I just bottle it? Can I just cork it up or walk away or so that's that is a 24. Excellent. You know all the things. <laughs> I'm so insightful on this fountain. Looking at this fountain, you understand that it is representational, not literal, because this is a dream and you know you're in a dream. As you look around and recognize that you are still in the ring, you understand that the next level of the dream won't be achieved until you vanquish the fountain, which requires you to destroy it. Okay. Then I don't have much success hitting things with my sword today, but Toll the Bell's working really well for me. All right. Uh, I'm going to uh, Toll the Bell on it again. Okay. Toll the Dead, excuse me. Uh, it rolled a nat 20. Mm, passed. So, psychological warfare not working in either direction. <sighs> uh, this time it snaps at you. Snaps at me? Yeah. How does a clay jug snap at the me? The opening of the clay ah. jug snaps at you. Oh, but it... That is nightmarish. <laughs> it rolls a 10. Okay. So it doesn't get you. I mean, it is a clay jug trying right. to bite you. I'm going to whack it. Okay. I'm trying to. Uh, 16. Oh, yeah, that hits. That hits the clay jug. That hits the clay jug. <laughs> Thank goodness. Oddly, a clay jug doesn't have right. a great AC. Right. Uh, seven points of damage. Oh, tell me how you destroy... What does it look like as you shatter this clay jug? Well, you know, um, like any piece of pottery, when you swing a heavy piece of steel through it, it just shatters into pieces. You get doused with water, but somehow it feels refreshing. Yes. And you are. I was getting rather sweaty from this combat. Once you are doused, Dream you. Sweat. Your HP is recovered. So I'm back to full. You are back to full. Oh. Oh, that is so refreshing. I need to ponder the meaning of this dream. The elder sent me to a fighting ring. Hmm. You are no longer in a fighting ring. To one side of you is a roiling fog bank. In the midst of the turmoil is a spindle, seemingly caught in the moment of completing its spin. To the other spin side of you... Spindle. Spindle. Like a drop spindle. Okay. To the other side of you, you see a clear star field, as endless as a night in summer. Roll for insight. Okay. Eighteen. You feel strongly, magnetically drawn to the starfield mm. and away I, from I, the fog. I was feeling that way anyway, um, just because of, of my nature. I'm going to um, turn and walk into the starfield. Excellent. As you enter the starfield, you sense favor, approval, and the promise of knowledge yet to come. Looking down in your hand, you hold an amulet of silver, an eight-pointed star. Hmm. The starfield surrounds you. It is everywhere. It is within you. Then you wake up. <sighs> you wake up next to Philo. Um, hello, Philo. He's asleep. strange dream should I should I wake him 
No. I will um, get up out of the bed that we share and go look out. We live in a tree. <laughs> and go look out the uh, knot hole, the, the big round knot hole that serves us as a window and, and look out over the, the nighttime aspect of the village and try and ponder what all that just meant. As you approach the knot hole, you go to put your hands up on the ledge of it as, as you normally do and realize that there is something in your hand. Oh. It's an eight-pointed star. The amulet from your dream. And I kind of look at it and I quickly uh, throw on a shift and without trying to wake Philo, I, I head downstairs and out the door and head towards the grove where, and it's perfectly appropriate being, being nighttime, um, and I head to the, to the sacred grove to try and seek some insight from the night. Okay. As you approach the grove and you enter the sacred space, please roll a religion check with advantage. 16 on the die, so 15. <laughs> as you enter the grove, you feel peaceful, mm. as you often do yeah. when you enter the grove. But somehow the peacefulness... I love the, the coolness of the grove and, and the shadows. As you slip into the shadows, the comfort of the shadows, you find yourself feeling that the peace you sense is more profound than it has ever been before. You couldn't have chosen a better time. It is just the pre-dawn light that where the light is just beginning to change. It's mm. still night. Mm -hmm. It's not yet morning. Mm. You're in a liminal space. This is space. my favorite time of day. The shadows are unusual. You can see the light on the horizon leading towards something, but it just, I wish how everything could just stay that. Everything's possible in that light. As you enter the grove, do you sit? Do you meditate? Describe I, I'll, what you I'll, do. I'll kneel, yeah. And uh, um, kind of under the, uh, over by one of the, the great trees that, that makes up the ring, I'll just kind of kneel mm -hmm. down and, and kind of close my eyes and see if I can feel some, some guidance. Yeah. Excellent. And maybe what this amulet means and... and how it's appeared to me out of a dream, if I can get a handle on on kind of what great knowledge awaits or or whatever that, that the star field was was telling me in the dream. As you kneel down, you are uh, draped in shadow mm. almost. It feels very comforting to you. And you you close your eyes and consider you you kind of you're looking for that awareness, you're looking for that knowledge. As you are listening, you hear the sound of water flowing, much as it was from the fountain. How would there be water flowing? There's no water here. Then you hear the sound of wing beats, as if something is flying. You sense a glow on the horizon where the sun comes up, which it is about to do. And as you open your eyes and look toward the horizon as the halo of the sun begins to just peek over the horizon, you look down and see the night sky reflected in your amulet and feel incredibly drawn to press it to your chest. I 
guess I'll brush it to my chest. As soon as you do so, it fuses with the holy symbol you are already wearing mm. and becomes one. And the draw to the horizon becomes impossible for you to ignore. You sense the blessing of Krufix on you like a mantle, but also the obligation to leave your comfort, your people, and to go to the horizon and explore. I um, take several deep, deep breaths, and I go back to the tree. I hope that Philo isn't awake. He's deeply, deeply asleep, as is his way. I creep uh, up the the stairs. I take the little little knife shears on the bedside table, and I I cut myself a a lock of his hair. And I head back downstairs, and I fill a pack. And I take my armor and all that stuff down, and... um, I put it on and I put on my pack and I look upstairs one last time and I write Philo a a brief note that says, my love, the horizon calls. You know, I've always been looking towards the edge of things and I have to go. I won't beg you to wait for me, but as I travel, knowing that you're here and that the possibility of us being together again is there will give me joy as I seek the horizons. And I leave that folded up on the table and I head out the door into the new morning. And thus begins the adventures of Twinkle. Wonderful. Reagan, that was... Um... <laughs> that's, that's always what you want to hear. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well... <laughs> well, that was something. <laughs> the, I'm trying to think of the, the, the word to look for it was it was a little deeper than um than i i thought it was going to be particularly at the get-go and it was fun did you like that yeah okay yeah well just since we're since we're talking about it uh, if you're gonna play a satyr i think there can be a default to wanting to make things light but satyrs and especially the way that you've built twinkle has the capacity to have some real depth and I think there are going to be plenty of opportunities for shenanigans and I think there's going to be plenty of opportunities for Twinkle to do funny silly things in the world but I wanted her to be well-rounded I wanted her she's got a god I want her to have a relationship with her god I want her god to be involved in her world and Dungeons and Dragons lets you do that so I, I thought maybe a little philosophical start We'll, we'll kickstart from the uh, from the Greater Pantheon. There <laughs> might be kind of fun. Yeah, well, and you're you're right. You're you're kind of talking about what you want from the character, and in dear listener, 
in duet play, it really is always a dance between two people. So um, that's that's always. But yeah, I, I love the idea. I love Twilight Clerics anyway. Mm-hmm. And for those who, who um, that's what Tasia is. She's a, a Twilight Cleric. And I love the idea of combining something that's so liminal, um, something that just lives in the shadow on the border between the now and the future with something as frivolous and lighthearted <laughs> as what people think of with satyrs. And you're right, I, I, I built her to not be, you know, a bard or, you know, I built her, I didn't build her for shenanigans. So, yeah, there, I hope that there is the, the potential for joy and fun and laughter. But no, I, I didn't build her to, to make a joke out of her. So I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you picked up on that. Well, and um, you and I both really enjoy that concept of liminal space yeah, yeah. and what happens in the in-betweens. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted her to begin yeah. in that space because I, I knew in the build that you wanted that to be part of her. Too. Well, I appreciate that. Of all the um, characters that we've built and introduced so far, and again, of course, dear listener, in an anthology podcast, you know, we're, we're introducing right now for the first few episodes, we're introducing a lot of characters that we will return to time and, and time again. But Twinkle is the one that I built that, that I felt was really like me. So, yeah, I'm excited that we're both kind of taking that seriously. Please create fan art of Lance as a female satyr. <laughs> I I need that. I don't have yellow brown eyes, and I'm no longer 31, sadly. <laughs> but also, I think Twinkle is is going to be a lot of fun out in the world. That yeah. she she kind of got this moment of gravitas at the beginning, and yeah. then who knows? Like she can go literally anywhere. Yeah. She's just been drawn to the horizon. That's a right. big space. Right. I think that's... that's Again, that's part of what I liked about her when I built her and part of what I liked about the Twilight Cleric and, and liked uh, about the backstory that, that I created that, that you pulled from clearly very heavily in creating this this adventure is she's she's really got no purpose in the world other than to kind of help people find those, those gray areas and on occasion maybe transition them from one state to another. And I, I love that uh, idea, but... She just loves rumors and gossip and talking, and she loves collecting stories, and she's really into listening to what elders uh, have to say, and really just doing a little dance can just get you through a day. <laughs> I would like to give you some kudos for the dance on the screen. <laughs> that made me Thanks. happy. Thanks. Yeah, I'm glad your performance check worked out, worked out on that. Yeah, that was fun. Boy, we got a lot of checks in there, didn't we? <laughs> All the checks. You know... I think at this point too we should we should maybe mention again our podcast is called My Favorite Cantrip. And you did use a cantrip. I used the shit out of a cantrip. What why don't you tell us about that cantrip? Thank God I had that cantrip too. No joke. I love Thank Crufix. Right. Not just any I, god. I did say thank Crufix. God. There is no other God for me, right? <laughs> and Crufix, dear listener, comes from the Mythic Odysseys of Theros book. Uh, it's a uh, thank you, wi- Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, it's a Wizards of the Coast publication that is part of their Magic: The Gathering uh, crossover, um, but it's it's built on Greek myth. And I, I really like that. Yeah, so I use Toll the Dead yeah. a lot. 
You and Just I one both of, it literally love, is, yeah. Yeah. It's one of our, our favorite, favorite cantrips. Um, <laughs> I love for things like this too. A lot of things can save. We've talked before about cantrips, about what kind of saving throw requires your opponent to make. And, you know, I like Sacred Flame, but it requires a dexterity save. And against anything with any athletic ability, they're going to save, you know, sure. particularly level one. Um, wisdom saves are a little less common. They're a little trickier, They're yeah. A little trickier, and for things like, I don't know, disembodied helmets. <laughs> <laughs> their dex is great, but their wisdom right, sucks. Right, exactly. So thank goodness um, that, that that was working. But yeah, it requires a wisdom save, and if they fail, then they take necrotic damage. One thing we didn't do, mm-hmm. don't at us, dear listener, but uh, once it had taken damage at all, I should have been rolling a d12. Oh, no. I just now remember. Oh, I hate forgetting that part. I do, too. But if the thing you're casting the spell on is, is down any hit points at all, That's it turns right. from a D8 of damage to a D12 of damage. Which and is so cool. I don't know of any other cantrips in the game that do a D12 of damage at first level. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't believe... I, I didn't even think about that. Granted, I was playing the thing that was you were trying to kill, so it was right. to no benefit to me to well, have remembered the DM, that. But... You, you are a, a neutral... <laughs> just arbiter of oh, the rules, sure. aren't you? Oh, sure, yes, totally, <laughs> totally neutral. I, I don't love my babies that I create and want to save them and have them kill you. What? <laughs> okay, that got creepy real fast. But so, yeah, so I use Toll the Dead uh, a lot. I want to give you kudos for uh, the Elder in the Cave. Mm. I wanted to do more with the Elder in the Cave. I don't know. I'm looking forward to, to playing this again. Don't know when it will be just so I can find out more about what all that kind of dream sequence that set Twinkle on her path is all about. Well, I I will, uh, spoiler alert, some of these things will be coming back. I'm sure. Uh, They're, you know, if you're going to live in a world based on Greek mythology, you definitely have to have those thematic things running through. Sure. Omens are real. It's true. It's true. So is that a is that a hint? Have you based the world and the activity on on Greek myth? Because I I, technic- I I honestly I didn't build Tasia to be in you know. Well, else, I would definitely not say this is Theros. We're not playing right. in a created world. It's I'm I've built the world. It just has that flavor. I would mm. say it has a soupçon. Ah, ah. Just a, a mere soupçon ah, oh, of Greek myth. Yes, indeed. Yes. Uh, enough, enough to to flavor it and to give it some instinct. But I love you and I. Again, this is another thing we share. This is one of those like we could really geek out on this particular character right. arc because I really enjoy mythology. Yeah, um, me too. So, yeah. you know, I would also like to give you a little a little star for freaking out about the clay urn when it tried to bite you. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> There have been so many clay urns in our in our recent uh, past here. Um, any mention of a clay urn freaks me out. Reagan, should we wrap it up? Is there anything else you'd like to say? I don't think so. Do you do you have stars or wishes for this? I, I think we've we've hit them all. Yeah. Anything you want to shout out or, or, or plug? Well, why don't you find us on social media? We are real easy to find on Instagram. You can find me at the underscore goddess divine. Lance, where can they find you? Also Instagram at 
Destiny underscore Manifest. You can find us at My Fave Cantrip on Twitter and, of course, the website, My Favorite Cantrip. You can even email us. Yeah. It's on the website. You can find us. We're findable. And also, keep an eye out for T-shirts coming soon. Thanks, dear listener. This has been another Weird Mimosa. <laughs>